0818-715-815. Hello, good afternoon, and you're very welcome to Liveline. I heard Brian Dobson there talking to uh, Marie Gallagher, uh, director of the St. Patrick's Day Festival in Dublin. Um, and I just looked up, because Brian did ask the question, what about prices in Dublin and hotels? And uh, Marie said a lot of the marching bands from the USA fundraise for a number of years for a hotel. Well, they'd want to fundraise for a number of years to get a hotel room in Dublin. I'm looking at a hotel which is about six miles from the city centre and that is a uh, €1,400 for three nights. €1,400. I'm looking for, I'm looking at accommodation in a suburb of Dublin, above a pub. I'm sure it's a lovely pub, but above a pub. And for three nights over the St. Patrick's Day weekend, if you can get it, that's over €900, Euro, believe it or not. And as I said earlier during the promo, last night in Dublin, um, a caller, a listener to Liveland, uh, ordered a baked potato... Nothing on it, no truffle oil, no caviar, nothing like that. Uh, uh, actually, they got a bit of salt on it, in fairness. And they were charged a whopping 14 euro for a baked potato. Believe it, the size of your fist, 14 euro. And as we know, Temple Bar in Dublin, the rip-off capital, uh, now over a tenner in a lot of places for a pint. And does anyone say anything about it, about the poor tourists being fleeced on the St. Patrick's weekend in Dublin? Not a mention. Not a mention. OK, let's let's talk. Let's stick with that uh, uh, issue. Because yesterday I met, I was stopped by a man and he was, uh, honestly, he was distressed because... Uh, he told me he was, and by the way, he told me a lot about his life but and the fact that he wasn't of means. He says, he, do, he doesn't know how, but taxrebate.ie applied for a tax rebate for him, which he was entitled to. And the tax rebate is €1,700, Euro, which for this man, I suspect, is is possibly two or three weeks wages. Hard working man. €1,700 Euro, and he cannot get it off taxrebate.ie. You cannot get it off them. They're saying things about your IBAN number this and your IBAN number that. Phil McLaughlin. Phil, good afternoon. Hello, Joe. Uh, Phil, taxrebate.ie. Can we warn people, please? Just be very, very careful. Uh, What's your story with them, Phil? Well, my story with them was I was having trouble getting onto the government.ie tax tax system on my, my computer. And anyway, I let it go for a day or two. And then when I went back in it again, <laughs> I just happened to go in a tax rebate mm-hmm. by mistake. Yeah. So anyway, it was the exact same form that the revenue put up on their site. Okay, that's allowed. So yeah. I didn't get suspicious of it at that time. Okay. So anyway, I filled in that form with my all the numbers that they wanted. Mm-hmm. And I sent it. And there was no mention of... Uh, any firm or anything like that on it at that stage. And then about two days, three days later, there was a friend of mine over and she was looking at something else on my laptop for me. And when when I mentioned to her about that, she said, get rid of those, she said. They're nothing to do with the government one. So I wrote to them and told them they weren't, I wasn't, I didn't struck them inadvertently and that they weren't to deal with anything to do with my tax. And in the meantime, I got a letter from them mm-hmm. confirming that they were acting on my behalf. So I sent them an email telling them they were not to yeah. deal on my behalf. Well done. And I called the revenue. And the girl in the revenue said to me, oh, well, you've instructed them. Shall we have to deal with them? Yeah. And I said, excuse me, I said, I'm the person that you deal with. I owe the tax. Or I don't yes. owe the tax. So anyway, she said, well, I'll put a note on the file, she said. So then I think I got another email from the tax rebate crowd, something to do with it anyway. And then uh, I wrote them again and told them they weren't to deal with it. And they ignored that. And eventually I got a letter from the revenue crowd telling me that they would be dealing with the tax, my agent. A letter from them telling yeah. me that they'd be dealing with my agent. And I, I wrote them as rang them again and I said explained what had happened and I said you're not to deal with them so this girl put another note on my file so anyway I got the 
I was claiming at that stage for three years up to 2022. And I got that sorted anyway, and it, it didn't go to tax rebate anyway. So that was fine. And then for 2024, I got another email from tax rebate telling me that they'd look after my tax. Mm-hmm. And with that, I saw red. <laughs> and I wrote them. I printed, I read, sent them a letter uh, by, by registered mail. Okay. And you have a copy of the letter there saying that I, they were not to deal with my tax. I had never instructed them in the first place. Just, and they'd ignore me, you know. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I copied that. And then I sent a letter to the revenue commissioners. Okay. And a copy of the letter I'd sent, mentioning you as well, to the the um, tax rebate crowd. And within about a week of that, or two weeks of that, I got a letter from the revenue commissioners yeah. telling me that they would deal directly with me. They wouldn't deal directly but, with the agent. But when tax, re- this is the question, when tax rebate took over your dealings with revenue, did you get a letter from revenue saying... Are you okay about tax rebate.ie taking over your... No. no. So they, they only sent no. you a letter after you said, get get them off my case, so to speak, tax yeah. rebate.ie. Yeah. But they, but they never see. sent you a letter saying, are you aware that tax rebate is on your case? No, no, they didn't do that. No, they, they don't do that. They should, but they don't. They don't, no. And when I rang one of the girls, I, I think I rang them twice about it. And when I rang, the girl said... I said I was going to instruct my solicitor. She said every second person in the country is instructing their solicitor and they don't pay any attention to it. Who said that? The girl in the tax system. Every second in person revenue. in the country is stuck. About What, about tax rebate.ie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, maybe they're right, but it's an exaggeration, obviously. Well, they might be, but they're not too no, many about it. There's no joy. Yeah, what, what, the re- revenue gave them the licence. So Revenue obviously have their contact details, obviously, don't they? Because they're the ones that they're gave probably, them the, gave Well, the, you see, <laughs> excuse I me. suppose, Joe, sorry, Joe, but You're I suppose if, if, say, if you instructed accountant to deal with your mm-hmm. tax, that's an a, he's an agent. Yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. You know, and he'll send that to Revenue. Well, Phil, if you could see what I saw yesterday on a street here... Of a man coming up to me. And well, he, I can understand he, how it By the happened. way, he was he was obviously in work, and he do, he does manual hard manual work. Yeah, and yeah. there was tears in his eyes, and he said to me, "Joe, you know that crowd that you're talking about, tax rebate Yeah, yeah. I don't know how they got my details, but they are representing me with revenue, and they have got seventeen hundred euro back from revenue for me of my yeah. tax. Okay, and I cannot get it off them. I cannot get it off them. And he says, they keep they keep telling me, um, oh, your IBAN number is wrong. And he, 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 as this person said to me, they already have my IBAN number because yeah. they're the ones that took it and changed it to an IBAN number in Belgium, which is their IBAN number. But he's at his wit's end. And he said, oh, well, I'm, no. going to, I'm going to go to a solicitor. But I fortunately didn't get that far. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know because if you'll get anywhere with it. The power here resides with the Irish Revenue Commissioners. That's where the power does. resides. They're the ones but who gave anyway, out this license. The only way I got group. rid of them and got, got, got them off my back, now, I only owe them a small amount of money and I got a return of a very small amount of money because yeah. there wasn't much due anyway. And the tax rebate <laughs> takes that 30%. Well, you see, the tax re- it didn't go that far with the tax rebate. Okay, because you you because in the meantime you sent the reg- out. because you got up and sent a registered letter. No, it was af- it was before that actually. Okay, okay, okay. Because I'd put to the tax returns, I think before they got the letter from from the tax rebate crowd. Okay. So. Uh, have you I, any? I like. I, I'm appealing to TaxRebate.ie. There must somebody from them must be listening in the UK where they're based. Please give Irish people their money back. They are due. Please and be done with it and leave. Leave us alone. Well, now the reason my friend said get get them off your hair, she said, is because they do that. She told me they do exactly what they're doing. That they keep on to whatever return you get from the re- rebate. Out, that 
revenue, they hold on to it. Until and, and, and you and, might get a very small amount, but it'll be a very small amount back. And they get 30% and also yeah. they have in their terms and conditions. Now, I don't know what you can write in terms of conditions that, that automatically makes it legal. But in their terms and conditions, they've also written that if for whatever reason your IBAN number is wrong and we need to keep coming back or you don't send us your letters of ID or whatever that we need. They'll keep the money. They'll keep the money. After six yeah. months, they'll keep your money. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Anyway, so, Joe, yeah, at least I didn't go that far. Yeah, and, it, and, and I got it sorted. And when I sent them the letter that I'd sent registered mail to Mahan in Cork, the crowd in Cork, yeah. I don't even know if they got it or not. There's no one there, Phil. No, there's not. You might, as well, you, you might as well have been sending a registered letter to one of the... 100 empty phone boxes that are about to be removed all over the country yeah, for the difference so it would have made. I, I decided if they didn't get it, the revenue people would get a copy of that plus a note, a letter from me telling them they weren't to deal with them. Yeah. And it was after that they sent me a letter back to say that they would deal directly with me. Okay, okay. Um, well, so I, I reckon, I, I, all I can say, Phil, is that the more people like you come forward, hopefully the more people will hear about taxrebate.ie. Hopefully, uh, more people will be wary of them. They're they're legitimate, by the way, but there are there are problems arising. Are. So we we can't say otherwise at the moment. Um, no. But also, it might put pressure on the people who have the power, the revenue commissioners, and more power than the Gardaí to actually do something about. Uh, taxrebate.ie because the stories uh, emerging from people like you, Phil, are totally consistent. Totally consistent. Um, yeah. But okay. what I want to say, Joe, is that people are telling you they don't know how the tax rebate got their details. Yeah, I know. But I inadvertently went in on their because their their uh, email, their account, if you know what I mean, comes up before revenue on yeah, the computer. No, no. No, so when you Google tax rebate, it'll it, yeah. the first thing you come up is taxrebate.ie, yeah. which they yeah. obviously, that's, that's legitimate. You, you pay for that. Course. You pay it for is. that priority. It and is. the people but think, people oh, I'm, people, yes, of course. The people might notice that that's what they're doing. They might yeah. click on it. And by and the then, way, anyone you talk to who deals with revenue directly I know it can be awkward and can be hard to get through, but um, anyone that deals with revenue directly, say, the individuals you're dealing with are most helpful when you're looking for a rebate. Yeah, and well, and I had an you. experience in my my previous dealings with okay. revenue, and there was a girl that was really helpful. Yeah. And when I didn't put in a, a change of revenue, from my point of view, for three years, they had said to me that I owe them something like 200 or 300 or something like that. Thing. Mm. It wasn't very much. And I said, how could I owe them that? My salary didn't change. My state pension didn't change. You know, nothing had changed about that. Yeah. So I rang up and I spoke to this girl and she was very nice. Yeah. And, Reven- and then see, she the, said the, she'd re- she, she couldn't talk to me that morning, but she phoned me in the afternoon. Great, great. So she phoned me in the afternoon and she said, but your your salary has changed, she said. And I said, how has it changed? Well, she said, you got your you got your fuel allowance and the extra allowances from the social welfare. Yeah. I said, but that, what's that got to do with it? Oh, well, she said, you have to pay tax on that. I didn't know that. I'm done your, well, I, well it's not it's a, true. Well, yeah, she okay. had her information all wrong, Joe. Okay. By the way, revenue, again, revenue are saying, well... Where a taxpayer wishes to remove an agent from their revenue record and complete the action set out in a previous response, the taxpayer's link with that agent will be ceased. But that's the, 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 the point we want to, the questions that so many listeners ask. It's not how you cease your relationship with taxrebate.ie. It's how it began in the first place. Yeah, well, I think I how don't, it began, There's no point revenue telling us how to divorce from taxrebate.ie when I never married them in the first place. Exactly. But Joe, I don't know now, but there is a possibility that some people might have gone I understand that. I understand that. And yeah. filled in the form without realising it. Yeah, I know. 
So mm. then that gives tax rebates the power to come back to them. But it's only at that stage that they tell you who they are. Yeah. They don't tell yeah. you how you are, who they are when you're okay. filling in the form. Okay, well, that's that's the response. By the way, just another uh, addition to the the programme of the last few days on the decision yesterday uh, of the Minister to completely uh, resile from the cuts announced by the HSE to uh, post uh, mastectomy products. Um, by the way, we are we were not aware of the government's uh, of the minister's statement until after this program started yesterday. But anyway, I'm not going to get overly upset about what he said about me and other people in the doll and on a tweet because a mild little bit of distress big deal, Joe, is a grain of sand compared to the Sahara of distress that these cuts were caused to these women. So that's the main thing. The cuts are now gone. But there's another one gone as well. Um, the HSE, we, we, we had a number of calls about this on Tuesday as well, that part of the cuts was for women who obviously lose their hair during chemo. They were entitled to a wig and that was that disappeared on Monday as well. But this morning, the HSE sent out the following letter to wig suppliers uh, for women who lose their hair. Now, it could be alopecia, it could be through the treatment. The community-funded scheme service improvement programme recently published two new national procedures for the provision of an allowance for cancer treatment-related hair loss and post-mastectomy products. These issued to you on the 19th of February, that was last Monday. Please... Now, disregard the email and instruction that issued to you on Monday, the 19th of uh, February. The Minister has instructed that the procedures are reviewed so that no one, either currently availing of the scheme or accessing it in the future, is at any financial loss as a result of these changes. We are therefore informing you that the HSE will revert to to provide existing contributions to service users from existing local policies until such time as the procedure can be reviewed in terms of allowances to be provided. Joe at rte.ie. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Yeah, we thought, we thought our candles in the churches were safe all over the country. You know, you when you light a candle and you said, I lit a candle for... Uh, Jimmy today or Mabel or whatever and um, Pat Foley good afternoon Hello Joe What's after happening to our candles in the churches? About about two weeks ago Joe we went into the parish church Catholic church in Blessington to light candles and there was a notice behind the candles which I thought might have been a prayer Okay. But it was an, a notice <laughs> to say. <laughs> no, I sent I sent a researcher on a copy of it. You yeah, have it there oh, to say that since 2022, candles are now being rated at 23 percent VAT. There was no VAT on church candles up okay. to that, and from 2022 on, they put 23 percent VAT on candles. Now, okay. after listening to what you were talking about, just about the mastectomy. I thought we were awash with money. Yeah, now we're stuck. We're, we're okay, pe- yeah. All people, and I'm an old person myself, so I can, okay. I can say these things. All people go in there with good intentions. So the good intentions yeah. now will cost you. To put, to put fat but on good intentions. A new, uh, reading from the book of Luminara, how much is a new candle? How much is a candle now in a church? A candle invested in the church is 50 cents. A 50 Some other cents. churches charge 25 Oh, 50 cent in Blessington. That's including the VAT. Don't forget the VAT, Joe. Well, of course that includes the 23% VAT. Now, 23%... Sorry, yeah. Okay, now this, the, state, the, the, the reading from the book of Luminara says, The old candles that we used were very wasteful with a huge amount of plastic cups, metal foil despised off the landfill on a weekly basis. They were not recyclable. The new shrines not only avoids unnecessary waste, plastic and metal, but contributes positively to improving your air quality within the church as the wax used previously produces, uh, or the, the new wax produces very low emissions. The new shrines are called Luminara and are produced by Duffy and Scott, no relation, based in Tullamore, <laughs> who will monitor and clean the shrine. On a regular basis. Since January 22, following our government... Oh, the church get to dig in. In January 20... I think it was an EU thing. Since January 22, following our government decision, and remember, a lot of people wouldn't have been aware of it because of COVID and the churches were closed, we now have to pay 23% VAT 
and all our church candles, having always been vat-free up to then. This is this is it's really getting under a week at this stage. With both these changes, <laughs> we will now have to charge 50 cent per candle in the new shrines. The way forward for all of us today is to embrace the changes which are available to us, which contribute to the improving of our environment that we're all in favour of that. We do hope our new eco-friendly candles meets with your approval. Now, what, what, what do the new Luminara candles look like? Are they real candles or are they lights, Pat? They're candles. Well, they They're candles, candles without, without the aluminium base that just dropped into a glass holder okay. and lit. Now, I've no problem with that in the recycling and all that goes yeah, with we're it. all in favour of that. But yeah. seeing, seeing that those candles aren't creating problems, why put that on them? Is, is it an anti-church thing now? Are people just trying to turn against the church? Who decided this? Was he a minister or a civil servant? The VAT? Who doesn't like... Yeah. I see. This, this is from the Department of Finance. The VAT... Now, I'd say Pascal and Michael spent hours working on this statement. I'd say now they were dragged away from all their important business trying to get Pascal a job in Washington. We're trying to get Michael a job in Brussels. Right, well, look, I, I, But anyway, I, no, I, in fairness, I, in fairness, I, I have to read out their statements. Go on. <laughs> Response from the Department of Finance. I can imagine the reaction. Hey, Mick, how do you know what about candles? 20, what? Well, I'm doing, hang on, I'm, I'm applying to the EU for 8 billion for the new metro. Would you hang on? Oh, candles, okay. The VAT rating of goods and serves is subject to EU VAT law. They're really waxing lyrical now. Which Irish VAT law must comply in general? The VAT directive provides that all goods and services are liable to VAT at standard rate unless they fall within Annex 3 of the directive in respect to which member states may apply one, apply either one of two or two reduced rates in VAT. Ireland, in line with the VAT directive, maintains several standstill provisions and derogations which allows it to maintain reduced rates, zero rates and exemptions to certain supplies for historical reasons. These standstill provisions and derogations cannot be extended. Cannot be extended, Pat. In accordance... Right. In accordance... Oh, this, uh, this, now, we're, now we're getting into... Uh, this will end up at the Supreme Court for a judgment like durable, <laughs> on the word durable. In accordance with one standstill provision, white, including off-white and cream, cylindrical candles... And night lights were zero rated for VAT purposes. Other candles and night lights, such as those that are decorated, spiral, tapered, or perfumed. Decorated, spiral, tapered, or it sounds like something you do to a dog. Decorated, spiral, tapered at, at the groomers, tapered or perfumed, were always liable to VAT at the standard rate. The then Minister for Finance introduced an amendment in the Finance Bill 2020 to remove the application of the zero rate of VAT to a category of candles and consequently provide for the taxation of all candles, all candles, at the standard rate of 23%. Following discussions, good luck, following discussion at the committee stage of the 2020 bill, the Minister said in a later day, from a later day he postponed it. Um, he put it on the long finger uh, and he said, this change will allow the part of all to amend the pricing... The proposed amendment came into effect, therefore, in January 2022. The VAT rate, the VAT rate, Pat, this is written in stone. This is like the, the tablets that Moses came out of the, came down from the mount with. Like you see Pascal and Michael chiselling away. The proposed amendment came to effect 1st January 22 and VAT rate for all counts is standard rate currently 23%. It is not possible for a reduce or zero rate of VAT to apply to candles. Good luck, Pat. Could you not light right, you, well, could you, you? Well, you won't be lighting you won't be lighting a candle for Pascal or Michael soon, but they don't need it. No, but, I, but could I, you not I, light fewer candles? No, what I'm going to do, Joe, is I'm going to light a fiver's worth of candles that they all stay in America and they don't come back and see <laughs> what that works. Now you can't, it has to be for, no, that's, that's, that's a good intention. We have one staying here anyway. <laughs> Well, in fairness, if I if I went yes. into a church in yeah. Blessington, and I wanted yes. to, which people do, and I do it all the time, no matter what church you're going to, I always try and light a candle for three or four people that are in my head all the time. Mm. And I have, I'm not saying this happened, and I don't have enough money. If I light a candle without paying the proper amount, i.e. 50 cent, including VAT at 23%, is my intention with that candle, so to speak, gone up in smoke? In other words, is it not, val not valid? 
You follow uh, me? In only, other the words, 20, only the 23% of your wish will come true. But I'm robbing the candle. I'm I not. You go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what someone said about me, the doll, yesterday. You go to hell. <laughs> No, I didn't say go to hell. I said you will go to hell. If oh, you I will go to hell. I will go to hell. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, well, it's not possible for a reduced or zero rate of... Uh, now, Pat, you can't say it's a conspiracy. You can't say it's a conspiracy against the Catholic Church. You well, not, not from the reading. I mean, have the EU nothing else to do with you go around worrying about candles? Yeah, that's true, actually. Yeah, That's true. You know, these guys are paying huge money. And but they're worried about like, who was the, rate, the great candle supplier in Dublin was Rat, Ratborns, wasn't it? Ratborns. Yeah, for, for, for and five or six years. Think. Yeah, and are they, hmm. how do they feel about it? Because you cannot beat the smell of a waxy candle in a church lighting. Yeah. Am I right, Pat? I agree with you. It's not incense, but it's up there. Yeah. It's up there in the evocation of a, a quieter, more placid, more settled time both in our minds and our country. But do well, look, we, we could look at it another way. We could reduce the VAT rate. If God is going to give us a service, a service rate is only 12.5%, so we could save money there. But a Catholic church the only religions that light candles? I don't think no, so. No, I think that... I, I spoke to a friend of mine in Church of Ireland. Okay. They do candles as well. Oh, do they? Okay. Yeah. Well, you see, if there was, um, if there was an alliance between the various churches... About this, they might have some hope of knocking the twenty three percent, even down to the nine that the tourism industry got, and then it mm. went back up to thirteen. And uh, by the way, uh, my, Michael McGowan is in Drummond in County Leitrim. Michael, good afternoon. Well, I'm not in Drummond in County Leitrim at the moment. I'm from Drummond in County Leitrim. Ah, yeah, How are you, Joe? That's all I yeah, care about, Michael. Is your seed <laughs> is your seed breed generation? You're a supplier. Yeah, we supply. I supply the uh, churches for most of Ireland uh, with uh, uh, candles and wine and everything like that for the last thirty-seven years. Good man, good man. So, um, but did you uh, know about this? Okay. Oh yeah, we 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 knew about it. Like it was a big, a big. Uh, it brought in a lot more uh, work for for us as well as everything else. Uh, for I suppose for thirty. Five or thirty-four of our years, there was zero VAT on all ah. plain candles, and then we got one year, as you said there on the radio, we got one year's amnesty uh, from the government. They wanted to bring it in twenty-one, and well, me among other people, we wrote okay. to the government and we wrote to the bishops, and we got a year's amnesty. But then it came in, so it makes it makes a big uh, change to to us because there's literally quarter of uh, our turnover goes back to the government which okay. we used to have to collect <laughs> so when people are feeling down or whatever I know people like candles for many reasons but like if if the country is in a dire strait more, more dire straits people will go in and light candles but it now means that the country's in a dire strait caused by the government which doesn't happen uh, they now go in and light candles and 23% of their offering goes to the, goes to Pascal Dunhill that's it I suppose in a nutshell <laughs> but uh, thanks and, for the God for for my business and uh, and what about the, uh, in and lighting the candles and Michael what type of candles do you supply is it waxy candles yeah we supply everything all the votive lights uh, the 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 candles you were talking about there uh, a moment ago and uh, there's a, there's a ve- big variation of candles in churches there's the old penny candle that you probably yeah. lit when you were Light, going yeah. to school they're still they're still going uh, there's the two hour uh, Two hours, six hour, twelve hour votives with the aluminium or the, the the recyclable plastic cups, and there's the the new oval shaped candles, which is done by the company uh, Duffy and Scott, and also by St Killian's. So there's there's a there's a big range of candles, uh, different uh, candles to uh, uh, to choose from, and if uh, no, each church has their own, whichever ones they want themselves, you know. And, like and they have to, okay. they have to make the, they they have to make their living on it because when a person goes in to light a candle, most most people will pay. But then you would have maybe a, a young child to go in and light four or five candles and put in nothing, you know. So uh, 
Yeah. It's not all profit for the church either. You oh, know? I understand that. I understand that. But, M- Michael, do you? Do, what about these newfangled candles, the little battery-operated ones with the flicker? Uh, well, they're not candles. <laughs> they're, no, they're no good to, to me. <laughs> no, but I, I, but we, I we meant... Still, you, we still well, the real thing, Joe. We I know, but, it, but I know they're no good to you, Michael, but it could be bad for you if a church switches to... Hmm? Do you have church, some churches, uh, there is some churches have the electric shrines, the electronic shrines, all right. But they're not the same, Joe. They're not the same. Well, how does God know the difference? Oh, uh, sure, you don't know that till you go up there. Till you're at the gate. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, can I still... Uh, 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 would you describe the penny candle? Because that's well, what we are. It's short. It's about half... Okay, take a borrow in your hand. It's about half yeah, the size of a biro, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's it. Uh, but a lovely wick, a lovely uh, flahulock yeah. wick at the top, and they're narrow. That's they're right. narrow enough, and they're sheer. They're they're uh, flu. What's the word? Luminescent, gorgeously yeah. white, and you light yeah. the candle. How long will that penny candle? No, they're not. They're fifty cent now. Uh, which is a lot more than a penny. They wouldn't be probably 50 cents. They'd only be maybe 20, 20 cents. Okay. How uh, long would a penny candle born for, Michael? Um, probably most of an hour. Oh, would it? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Now, has, and then you have uh, the, the, little, the little round, what looks like a tea light. Uh, they're yeah. two-hour lights. Oh, they're lovely. And yeah. the ones you're talking about are also two-hour lights. Now, Michael, were you aware during COVID, because we had a number of calls, when the hand sanitizer was everywhere, and you know the hand sanitizer in some cases is seventy percent alcohol. Yeah, that a couple of callers, none of them, thank God, were seriously injured, but a couple of callers have went and sanitized their hands, you know, yeah. liberally, and go over and light the candle, and there'd be a woof from their hands yeah, because I heard about that because, yeah, because we sold the sanitizer as well, so. They heard about, but there was no, there was nothing major. No, uh, thank God. Mostly thank there were signs up in the churches to, to not to, to be not aware to, of that. Yeah, and, yeah. So. and uh, Michael, uh, in your 37 years, well done, has the sale of candle, church candles gone up or down? Up, I'd say. Up. Even though yeah. we're told there's less people going to church, Michael. Well, there might be less people going to Mass, Joe, but people okay. still go to the church if there's, if there's any little... If there's an exam on, or if there's any little bit yeah. of illness in the in the house, or if there's something on your mind, you go in, say a prayer, light a candle. And if you any, a job. and Michael, have you any idea where the lighting of a candle? I know the, the candle in the dark and all that carry on, but have you any idea where the lighting of a candle for an intention came from? Do you follow me? No, if, I, if I had to know I was going to be on your show, I would surely you would, know. You would, you would have gone back to college. You would have gone back to college. <laughs> <laughs> and Michael, many, many, you supply all over. Our, what are you called, by the way? You call Michael McGowan Church Supplies. Michael McGowan Church Supplies Limited, man. yeah. And many, many people you have working for you? Myself and my son and my wife and the, the girl in the office, Rachel in the office. That's it. How do you manage to cover the whole country? Uh, two good vans. <laughs> and if you set off so, a, of a morning from Drummond County Leitrim, yeah, and go past the disused railway station and the little brilliant museum there, the railway museum, yeah, yeah. How long would, would you go to Kerry? Well, it was in Cork on on um, the day before yesterday. Yeah, and I would go cover anywhere. Anywhere there's a, there's business, Joe. We go. And would you be? Would you always come back to drummers, so to speak, as Larry yeah, Cunningham used to say? Nearly every night. Yeah, there's the odd night that we might have to stay away, but uh, nearly every night. Okay. Yeah, any, any, you can go a long way in, in early in the winds when you get up early in the morning. Get so. up early. Yeah. What time do you get up? What time do you get up at? Well, sure, around half six or that. Okay. Huh? <laughs> if you get the name of getting up early, Joe, you can <laughs> stay in bed all day. Oh, we can't hold a candle to you, Michael. Michael, stay there. And as you say, I can't believe the sale. Well, the, the short, sorry, uh, Michael checked me and he's right. Mass attendance has decreased dramatically in Ireland. But wait for it, according to Michael McGowan, and he's our candle expert. And he's there now for four decades supplying candles to various churches all around the country. The number of people lighting candles and the number of candles lit 
has actually gone through the roof. Joe at rt.ie. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Talk to Joe on 0818-715-815. Joe at RT Daddy, back to Penny Candles. Mary Donnelly and y'all. Mary. Oh, good afternoon, Joe. How, How are, are you? you? Yeah. Um, um, you're so in Spain. I was over in, I was in Spain for yeah. Christmas in Tormelinas. Yeah, okay. And there's a little church across from the apartment from us called St. Michael's. Okay. So I went in there one day to light candles for some deceased friends yeah. and members of family. Yeah. And basically, what they, the system they have over there was the like it was artificial candles, and the ones that you know when you turn them on they flicker ah, or whatever. Yeah, so yeah. it was inside in an enclosed glass case. There was a money box machine say beside it. So I think each candle was sixty cent. So you basically it it wouldn't activate ah, unless serious. you actually had to put in the you have to put in the sixty cent and then it activates one candle. It semi activates. So aren't, aren't, you know, uh, yeah. God, aren't the um, aren't the Spanish very cute? Are they clever now? <laughs> clever. They, they, you go into the church. You can You can't. Not that you would. But if you were, if you were short, uh, yeah, if you only had fifty exactly. cents, you couldn't light this electric little candle or battery operated. That's candle. it. And I, actually, the first day I went in, I didn't have. I know. I, I don't know how it works if you didn't have the proper money. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. What do you see? Like if you put in seventy cent, would it work? It probably would. But I, I, I that same day, I didn't have enough on me, so I had to go back another day. <laughs> and did you see? Would you see any penny candles that we'd be using? The waxy candles, Mary. No, I. Okay. Um, well, they did because it was Christmas time, so they did have those up in the altar, but not for you to light. And I don't like yeah. like the artificial ones are okay, but you know when you're lighting for a loved one, well, that's the way you like them the real deal. You see the problem with the Spanish churches now. They they are. It looks like what they're doing is heretical, because I'm reading, <laughs> I'm reading from uh, a, a, a Vatican Encyclical. The conferences right. of bishops possess the faculty to determine their makeup, i.e., candles. But the USCCB, that's a conference of bishops, has never employed this faculty to, per, to permit. Are you listening, Michael? <laughs> Michael, up on drum. Don't stay out of your van for a minute. Um, this, 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 this could be written by you, Michael. But this is the Vatican. The Conference of Bishops has never employed this faculty to permit materials other than wax in the production oh. of candles. So candles well, for candles for use in the mass and other liturgical rites must be made of wax. And provide. Oh. Wait for this. Wait for this, Mary, on your holiday. And you only went into the church once, did you, Mary? Holiday, I know. Yeah. I went back in. Oh, thank God! I, 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 you, had me, you had me worried there. <laughs> um, so, can't use them out. The church must be made of wax and provide. Wait for the, a living flame, without Whoa. being without being smoky <laughs> or noxious. Do you well, know? I wonder now, is it like one of those vending machines? So when you go into but a place, illegal. you know, and it's, Spanish, it's contracted out to somebody else. The Spanish, the Spanish, they, 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 we'll get a Pope before they will. They, that, that, <laughs> that, 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 that machine in, in Tarmelinus in the Catholic Church is, um, yeah. is, is obviously illegal. The ch- somebody the, could the, have rolled it the in the vat- under the dark, cover the, of darkness, Joe. The Vatican says <laughs> it must be a living flame without being smoky or noxious. Did you, ever go out right. with a li- did you ever go out with a living flame who wasn't smoky or noxious? Did you have an old flame? I, I probably li- did. <laughs> <laughs> I back, in, back in the day, back in the day. Where's Where's um, Desmond Desmond Wisely? Yes, Joe, how are you keeping? Good, am I pronouncing your name correctly? Probably not. That's correct, Joe, Oh, yeah. thank God. That's a force. Go ahead, Desmond. Church supplies. Well, Joe, uh, so, uh, so I'm an encyclopedia with regards to that on candles because uh, it was... He's Michael, he, Michael here on the other phone, uh, he's, a, he's a better of mine, but okay. we, would have lobbied, we would have lobbied the government direct not to put the VAT on the candles. So uh, were you you 45 years in business, so you were upset when the 23% was brought in in the last few years. Well, as, as Michael there, Michael McGowan would know too, like we deal with priestless parishes now and sometimes okay. committee-less parishes now. So we, we leave off the candles in the churches and we mightn't get paid for four or five months, six months, because, wow. you know, a committee has to meet up. The committee has to meet up. Yeah. The finance committee has to meet up, and that could be once every three months. Um, by the time, pay the bills, by, the time yeah. you, by the time you get to bill, it could be six months, and then, but you've, you've already paid your VAT. You have to pay your VAT. Yeah. On pain of going to prison. Correct. If you don't pay your VAT straight away. Yeah. Okay. 
but Michael is right. Mon- Michael is right there. One thing: there, there's more people burning candles than ever. Why? Why? Why, Desmond? Have you any because idea? Because if you, you, go, you go to any church, okay. Michael's in the church every day, and so am I. And the first thing you'll see is that there'll be a candle light. There might be anybody in the church, but there'll be a candle light in the church. Yeah. I've always noticed that, and it's more and more and more. I'm down here, and actually outside Kilkee at the moment now, after dropping off candles in Kilkee. Yeah. That's where I am there at the moment. Okay, and Desmond, you cover the, the whole island as well? Well, if you, yeah, cover the whole island, but basically I cover the whole island myself, like half it from, Der- from, from Derry down to, down to Cork. Okay. And then the rest of it covered by Courier then. Okay, and does that help your, your business? I'm away since, Mon- I'm away since Monday now. How are I'm you? I'm come back tonight, yeah. Wow. And are you, are you, why is it twenty three percent? Can I ask? Why is it so, such a severe tax? Twenty three percent is huge. Yes. Because uh, uh, that's what uh, that's what those two TDs lobbied for. My God! And it's there. It's there in, in the government records. You can see it there. I've sent it into Joe there, so I have. Yeah. And there's only, I'm only myself and a few others lobbied. They wrote all the bishops that said this, this is coming down the line. And then the other company said to, the, to all the parishes, mm. oh, don't worry, you'll be able to claim the VAT back because you're registered as a, as a charity, which is nonsense. Unless you get the Irish tax rebate crowd. <laughs> you'll never see it. <laughs> the only re- the reason for that is because uh, the, the charities bill, it's, it's only $5 million, uh, is allowable to be t- taken back throughout the whole country. So let's say if a, if, a, if a church is building on a new building, you can get the VAT back on that. But that's only up to $5 million for the whole entire country, not for each church mm. on that. So you can't yeah, yeah. I wonder that. what it is in other countries. I wonder how much it is. Zero, like how much zero would it be in Germany? In... It's zero in Germany. Go away. Come on, yeah. go, keep going, Desmond. Zero in Germany. And where it, else? It's, it's, it's zero to, to, throughout Europe. So I don't, I don't know why we are paying that oh if we're meant to be all EU. And and this is just brought in so wrong. It's quick. It only, we only got a year reprieve. It was only brought in last year before last, and we lobbied. And yeah. it gave us a year's grace. And, and, and it kind of came in. in. It came in during COVID when a lot of people obviously weren't. Yeah, they say it's. See, the government are saying it's it's subject. They're blaming the EU. No, no, no. It's 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 not the EU. I, I have talked to kind of suppliers in Germany, and there's not. There were. Okay. It was, it was so. Yeah, it so wouldn't be EU because. If it's, as you're saying, none of the other European countries have it implemented, so it's just Ireland. Correct. So yeah, but all, all another, no, one of those Joe, things it's, snuck in under the radar. Remember, what I can remember, Joe, is it's, uh, from a German supplier is if, if if you don't sell on the candles. So let's say let's say you're a German church and you buy the candles from me, and you sell the candles in the candelabra, they're zero zero vat rated. Okay, that's grand. Mm-hmm. But let's say you buy candles from me. And you want to have a money raiser, say, to put a new church on the, you put a new yeah, uh, roof, yeah. uh, a roof on the church, and you buy the candles of me, and then you sell those candles to make money. Then it's twenty three percent fat raises, and that's the law okay. in Germany. Okay. Mm. It was definitely uh, ill thought of, and was rushed through, and the uh, past. Yeah, but, what, it was yeah, but you see what point. the government is saying. This is this is the European Union. Or was it saying old flames can't hold a candle to EU? <laughs> Desmond, did I see your name on a van once in the papers? You did, but better not say where that was, Joe, because I'm still going through the legal process. Okay, <laughs> okay, I just knew I'd do that. Kieran Matthews, Kieran Matthews. Yes, Joe. Well, you well, you put the question to Desmond and Michael. They're the candle experts. Even yeah. even yeah. though even though they're, even though sorry, even though they're competitors, they don't get a, they don't get on each other's wick. In fairness, they get on well together. <laughs> Go ahead, Kieran. Uh, first of all, I love the Spanish bit about the um, uh, what do you call it? Those those um, uh, jukebox candles. Terrible. Terrible. Yeah, jukebox candles. I think, candles, that's, exactly. I think that's brilliant. Why? Plus, plus, Joe, they're not used in a. In, in in a religious rite, people just go in and light them. So I dare to. Yeah, but there is the, some. Yeah, but they say that the I, I, I'm after losing now my encyclical from the Vatican about candles. And, yeah, but it uh, says religious rites. Yeah, I said really. Yes, yeah, so candles for use in yeah. mass and other liturgical rites. Liturgical, yeah, that's not right in the candle when you come in the door. But that's, anyway, that's not what I was saying. Is, is if, if I say a decade of the rosary, does that fall under the the, the meaning of liturgical rites? That, that would be an ecumenical question. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> Kieran, what, what did you ring up for? 
Uh, you had the VAT on sandals. Oh, sorry, yeah, go ahead. What was your, what was your point? Yeah, um, my point is, I know, I know about the, the five million back for the entire country for... Okay. Um, for, for so that's uh, gone, yeah. Yeah, right. So why doesn't every parish register as an employer and um, register for VAT the same as a self-employed person would? That way they can get back the VAT, but they don't have to charge it. They can absorb it. Okay. Well, what do you think of Desmond's point, which is interesting, like a lot of... He's delivering candles based on goodwill and trust. He he's still yeah. he, he and on, you know it's almost an honesty box. He's delivering the candles and he's hoping that he'll get paid in three months' time when the parish committee meets. Indeed, yeah, yeah. But, sure but every the, every self-employed person does the same. Okay, well, that's what if, I, I had a, I, I had a sandblasting company when I, before I retired. I had to do everything on on uh, tick. Yeah, and okay. just hope that I got paid. Okay. 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 Well, it looks like we're we're all we might as well be lighting Pascal candles because Pascal Donahue has had his way, and he said it's not possible for a reducer zero rate of VAT to apply to candles. You can play a song from there, Joe. I light a candle to you, or I hold a candle to you. Is it? <laughs> Say it for Pascal and, and Michael. Michael. Oh, flames yeah. can't hold a candle Kendall to you, Mary. And it seems to me that you lived your life like a candle in the wind. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, we have, okay. God, you're waxing lyrical today. Mary Donnelly, Michael McGowan, Kira matches something you never knew about until you listened to Liveland. There's VAT there 23% on candles, but the sale and the use of candles in Ireland has actually gone up while mass attendance has gone down. Well, you try and square that triangular circle. Joe at rt.ie. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Talk to Joe on 0818-715-815. As you know, the last period we've been talking and hearing from families desperate because there's no respite available. It seems, I know there are respite centres around the country, but the situation seems to be extraordinarily critical looking at the number of air callers at the minute. Donna, Donna Phelan is in Minute. Donna, what's your situation? Hi, how are you, Joe? Thank you very much for having me on. Yeah, okay. Um, so my daughter, Holly, who is 10, um, has autism. And um, she was diagnosed when she was four, which was very early. But okay. importantly, Holly doesn't receive any services at all from the HSE. She was discharged because she was deemed as being bad enough to receive any therapy. Yeah. So I'm fighting now again with the HSE to kind of get her back on the books because um, the private system that you could use is now being booked up by the HSE because they're swamped. Okay. So it, it's not only the families who are, are in real desperate need of respite, it's, it's across the board, it's, it's everybody that's getting nothing. Okay. And staff shortages in the HSE, that's the other part, like, it's a vicious circle, I suppose. Parents with children with any disabilities fight for absolutely everything because you're told nothing. You're, you're given a diagnosis and you're kind of told off you go. Right. You research everything yourself. Yeah. Um, and people are frustrated, but what's happening now is the staff are getting attacked because they're, I suppose, the parents have nowhere else to vent their anger, which isn't right. And they're leaving their job and they can't mm-hmm. fill the vacancies because they're obviously, they've jobs to do as well. They're people, they're humans, but they're, they're not paid to take abuse either. So it's, it's, we're all kind of stuck and nothing is working. And the effect that this having, uh, is having on Polly, who's 10. Yeah. Yeah. So Holly would suffer with extreme anxiety and okay. I can't get a psychologist. I can't get play therapy. I can get nothing for her. It's, it's a battle to get her into school every day. Right. I can't work. I can't work because the, the school could ring at any point And if I'm not there in a certain time frame, she'll lose her mind, which right. isn't fair. And we want to give her the best possible start in life. So my husband works 70 hours a week to try and keep wow. our house going because wow. I don't qualify for anything because he earns too much money but he has to work those hours to keep us going so we're, we're stuck and I say you're working between, I say you're working 160 hours uh, eight, 8 hours a week 24-7 non-stop in that situation yeah. Donna Donna we yeah. have there's a referendum tomorrow fortnight and carers is one of the issues uh, and there's arguments for and against obviously have you has, uh, and I don't want to know your position but what I want to yeah. know is has anyone knocked on your door about the carers referendum as it's being called Nobody. 
No. And mm. nobody wants to know. I've asked so many parliamentary questions about uh, psychology posts that haven't been filled. We've asked so much and we're getting nowhere. They just come back and say, sorry, there's nothing we can do or we've no staff. It, you just get nowhere. Okay. Um... Uh, Ash, it's, it's, it's say, say, no, I don't want to ask a supplementary because then, I'm, then I'll get into the referendum and then I'll, <laughs> I'll have to do the two sides. But as you know, there's a, some people are arguing that it'll make a difference to carers. Some people are arguing it won't make a difference to carers. Uh, Ashling, what's your situation, Ashling, please? Hi. Um, my little boy, his name is Ellis Riley. Um, he turns five. He's actually five today. Um, oh. And we are currently fighting for a school place for Ellis. Ellis is diagnosed with autism um, and he's non-speaking. Um, nice. the, we have, Joe, we have applied for 22 schools so far. 22 schools. Only this morning did we get another two refusals in the door. Wow. Yesterday, we got two refusals. We're, we're, we're literally waiting on two or three schools now. We've got about 19 refusals. And Ashley, what are they saying? So a lot, a lot of the place we're we're in Dublin 15, and to be honest, Joe, Dublin 15 is apps. I'm in Hollystown, and Dublin 15 is absolutely saturated. A lot of the schools are full, and you know when, when kids yeah. with autism, when they go into, um, when they go into a class, it's not like they go in and do junior infants, then move to senior infants, and six spaces then become available. There's only six kids allowed into one class, mm-hmm. and. If space doesn't become available for another child to come in unless a school a child like leaves and goes to secondary school or leaves the school. But not only that, Joe, we we're in a position right where we're fighting for we're fighting for school places, right? Mm-hmm. And only last week my little boy is in is in an amazing um um early intervention preschool. It's called PALS, they're located over on Fingers and they are absolutely amazing. But mm-hmm. last week the parents of PALS had to take a stand against the Department of Education and take the social media because PALS hadn't been paid the home tuition fees that we we would have had, had sanctions for our kids. They didn't pay them for three months. And that's the, his preschool was in a position where they were due to, they were going to have to close the doors of their school temporarily until they were paid. And only till the, the, the parents took a stand we got to social media, we set up a big campaign, yeah. we helped them set up a fundraiser to raise funds and we contacted every TD, we contacted the Department of Education themselves. I actually rang them and their response to me was, this has nothing to do with you. I said, excuse me, I'm sorry, but it has everything to do with me. My son's fees, the fees that I got sanctioned for you to pay pals, hasn't been paid. My mm. son's preschool place is yeah. at risk because she was having paid. But yet they told me it was not to do with me. Now, they paid one month of the fees that are that are behind. They paid okay. one month one month of them on the Monday because only because we had made so so much noise. But not only am I in a position where I'm fighting for school places after applying for twenty two places, yeah. I was fighting to keep his preschool doors open due to the Department of Education not paying. And then I'm fighting for services that are non-existent. Like, we pay privately every week for my little boy. I pay €215 every Wednesday for my little boy to have some therapy. Because you know what, Joe? This country fails him so badly that I can't stand back as his mother and fail him. We have to do everything we Mm. possibly can to get the money up to send him to therapy. And another thing as well, with the school places, what I, th- I don't think what a, a lot of people and a lot of the TDs and mm. Minister for Education not understand is it's well and good forcing schools to open up an autism class. But to just open a classroom and call it an autism class is not good enough, Joe. Mm. Like, their kids need to have the facilities. They need to have teachers with the proper qualifications and like to open up a class and ask a mainstream teacher to go in and teach that that yeah, never set yeah. out to be a teacher for kids with additional needs it's hard on the kids and hard on the and hard on the teacher yeah. it's not fair like it's like 22 schools and we still have no school place for September we still have no school place for September like I just I don't know what I'm going knocking on TD's doors and we're getting the copy and paste comment 
you know, the copy and paste reply mm-hmm. that they just send out to pawn you off. And if they can pass a book, they will pass a book to anybody and everybody else. But Ashling, same question again, and I don't want your, your opinion on the referendums as such, but there is a yeah. referendum uh, uh, t- tomorrow fortnight. Uh, all the, mm-hmm. the, the main political, uh, Fianna Fáil, Fine Gael, the Green Party, Labour Party, Social Democrats, Sinn Féin, they're all supporting uh, yes, yes, and ain't two are supporting uh, no, no. Um, mm-hmm. do, do, have you, has anyone knocked on your door to, to canvas? No, no. No, 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 no. Where is, the the ca- where, where is the campaign on this referendum? I saw two posters mm-hmm. on a, a journey from <laughs> Clontarf to Donnybrook uh, this morning and I, I set out looking for posters, so to speak. But anyway, but the, but yeah. uh, anyway, the referendum is on uh, tomorrow fortnight and we're told it's about carers and, and I won't say what each side is saying because then I have to balance it and I'll fall over and hurt myself. Uh, stay there. Ashling. by the way, is there anything in new technology that helps... Yeah. Young Alice. Yeah, so, so my li- my little boy, he uses um, an AAC device. So it's an augmentative, augmentative and alternative communication device. So okay. Alice, <coughs> Alice, we would have used like a PEC system where we would have had pictures and whatever. And Alice could request what he wanted through them pictures. The AAC device allows him to kind okay. of be more independent and... Not out, like with the pecs, he can request, but this allows him to open up conversations to speak about things he wants to speak about. Obviously, it, it takes time mm. um, for him to get used to it and whatever, but this is another thing. I know, because I was one of these families at one stage, families are fighting tooth and nail with their CDNT teams to have these devices, okay? My, my, my boy, Alice, he will not be seen by the Children's Disability Network team. He's already on the waiting list two and a half years. He's yeah. not going to be seen, actually nearly three years, but he's not going to be seen until he's nearly eight. So the argument I went to them with is, I have done all forms of communication. I, I went and I done like a family law, of course, and whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, like the text, everything to help him kind of build a way of communicating. Okay. I said, use... As his children's disability network team can see him until he is eight years of age. In the meantime, you can you can um, apply for this device for him to give him his voice, to give him a okay, means okay. of communicating. And the fight I had to put up with that. There's people I know that have been told they'd be they'd be another four years until they get this device. Okay. They're just not giving it out. They're not like they can't see our kids, but then they're doing okay. nothing to help us either. Ashley. Like I. And since getting this AAC device, I I have learned my little boy can't speak, but my little boy Joe can spell. Great. My little boy can do add and subtraction, multiplication. But we would have never known that unless I fought tooth and nail for that device. Yeah. Like it's as little as an it's an iPad and a case. Brilliant, brilliant. I know. I know what I like to look at. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but now, but yeah, our HSC and our our CDMT team don't want to give them to families of non-speaking children or families who have children that, like, find it hard to communicate. Mm. This should be... If our CDNT team should, can't see your kids, they should be said, look, we can't see them right now. Our wait list is so many years. But I tell you what, this is what we're going to do in the meantime. Let's give your child a voice. Let's give him this device and let's see how we get on. I would have never known my Alice could spell if mm. I hadn't had that device. Yeah, I would have never yeah. known. And this has helped him, like that, that device has helped him so much. He, he Like, it, it, it's, his, it's his birthday today. Yeah, yeah. And this morning, he yeah. went on to his device and Brilliant. he said, I love parties, open Good presents. Good lad. Good lad. Yeah. Well, like, there's families out there that have, like, especially in his preschool and pals that don't have these devices, that can't hear what their kids want to say. That's heartbreaking, Joe. You know, like an AAC device would cost a, hundred, a couple of hundred euro okay. to the HSE, but it's absolutely priceless to families like yours. Like today is my son's fifth birthday. If I hadn't had that device, he wouldn't have been able to tell me that he he's lo- he loves having parties. He wants yeah, to open yeah. his presents. You know, that's priceless to me. Yeah. Like I, I see that now. I see that AAC device as my son's voice. Yeah. 
you know? Like, and Ashling, that, you're talking about Alice's yeah. voice and how this 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 augmentative and alternative communication system, AAC, helps. Yeah. But um, yeah. does he? Does he ever witness your distress? Like, you're, you're, you're extraordinarily eloquent, you're extraordinarily passionate, obviously, why wouldn't you be? Yeah. But does he ever say to you, Mammy, or communicate to you, Mammy, why are you getting upset? Well, I tell you, I tell you, we had an example only only the other day. So Alice was on midterm uh, last week. Okay. And I got, I got a, an email from a school to tell me he hadn't, got a place and the reason for that was that they take the youngest child first so Joe I tell you what I done I packed I have two little boys I packed two little the two little boys in the car and I drove down to the school and I said listen I said he's he's five now at this stage I said he will be five and a half come September wouldn't it make sense to give the five and a half year old an opportunity to go to school so we had it out anyway I left that school and I broke down into tears in the car because yeah. I tell you, I'm getting upset now. It is so disheartening yeah. to hear now, like, yes, they, like they go on that every child deserves an education. Early intervention is key, but they don't provide any of it. So anyway, we got home and I was on the phone to my mum and dad and uh, his other nanny and stuff like that. And I was ringing to say, look, this is the reason why he didn't mm. get accepted. Oh, and, and I was crying. <sighs> that child walked up the stairs came into my bedroom, got my house coat, brought it down to me and made me cuddle into it and give him hugs and kisses. Yeah. Like he sees, and that, this is it, like this is what I say as well, Joe. I, I'm Alice's occupational therapist. Yeah. I'm Alice's speech therapist. I'm Alice's voice. I'm Alice's advocate. But I'm Alice's mother. And that's the child I love the most. And that's all I want to be. I want to be that child's mother. But yet every day he sees me on a phone, yeah. on a laptop, you know, speaking, emailing away, fighting, fighting, fighting. I also have a two, two and a half year old and he's due to go to preschool yeah. now in September. But Joe, I can't decide what preschool I send him to until I know where my other son's going to go to school because I can't be in two parts of the city at the one time. So yeah, Ella's, course, not, course, yeah. Ella's not getting a school right now. It affects him. It affects us as a family. But it's also affecting his little brother because I can't just put him into any preschool anywhere because I need to. I need them beside each other yeah, because of course, of course. while Ella's down the line will get, um, Ella's will get probably transport to school. That doesn't come straight away. That takes months, and he's okay. not. And I need. I can't be in two places at the one time. But we just we get no support from anybody, and the fear we have as parents, mm-hmm. like. Only, only parents in my situation will understand it. You sending your kids into a school and they're non-speaking. And then mm-hmm. it's a school that's thrown up where the, there's not proper qualifications, there's oh, not okay. proper equipment. And then, like the stuff that was in the Irish Times yesterday, that little boy, what's happening? Like, it's it's the most scariest time yeah. ever, but okay. yeah, they deserve the skill place, but I don't know look, where we're still in the position. I don't know where you get the I energy, Ashling. I really don't. It's incredible. No, it's I incredible. have to because you know what? I know, I know, I, I know. You have no choice. Him. Yeah, I know. No, you have I have no choice because. And you won't, you won't, you won't. No, I won't. Ashling, thanks that, indeed. Happy, happy birthday to beautiful Alice uh, Thank on, the you. Day, on the day that's in it. And um, will, will, will Mammy, carer, SNA, occupational therapist, yeah, speech therapist, will every you, child. can you get a little break at all? No. No, sure. Like, and you know what? He's as good as gold. Yeah, and I know. We, it's not. It's not him that makes this journey hard, Joe. It's no. not the aut- okay. autism label okay. that makes the job hard. It's this country. It's this HSE. It's this CDNT team. It's the school system. That's what makes okay. the fight that we have to put in to make our kids be seen as equal pe- as equal humans. Like it's okay. that's what makes it hard. Okay, Ashling. Thanks indeed. And uh, do you remember five years ago today? I do. I was sitting on Hollow Street starving, waiting on a C-section. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh. I was fasting from the night before and oh. I didn't have until five past eight that night. <laughs> fair play to you. So I was starving. <laughs> You're brilliant. You're brilliant. Thank you, Ashling. Love to all no, your wonderful family. Thanks. That, that's Ashling in Dublin 15. By the way, in the referendum, you know there's two 
to uh, vote. You can vote yes, 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 no, no, yes, or no, no. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Joe Duffy! Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. And Joe at RT.ie and Margaret, sorry for holding you there. Uh, Mar- yeah, OK. Margaret, um, it's your son Paul, but he's, he's 36. He is, but um, I just want to say from the onset that Ashling, who's just been on, is an absolute amazing person. And she is saying everything, that every person who's looking after a disabled person in this country is dealing with. And it's worth, like she, as she said, she has to be a physiotherapist, speech language, she has to do everything. And it's 24 hours a day every day every single yeah, day yeah, yeah. and i just want to say i totally 100 percent agree with everything she said um i feel that uh, the healthcare system has just completely collapsed mm-hmm. um, and in the 30s 30... and utterly collapsed because in the third paul was born 36 years okay. ago complications at birth. Yeah. He was left paralysed and then he ended up with medical complications. I fought and I got him into mainstream education. Um, while he was there, he had a number of surgeries, scoliosis, two major surgeries for scoliosis, other operations where he has an ileostomy and a trophonoff, different things. But in saying all that, we were still, we like Ashling before, before me, I did all what Ashling did bought the system yeah. t- t- constantly on every your well, Margaret, insofar as you do because I'm tight for that has it ever been better or has it ever no, been worse? it's worse it's far worse oh it's gosh. far far worse I mean when Paul was born um, okay in, in Crumlin okay the hospital wasn't great and everything yeah. else but my god you got appointments you saw you had a follow up with a consistent doctor Paul now attends Beaumont Hospital and they they send you out an appointment uh, to attend, but sometimes they don't. And when you phone up and say, I call it under four different doctors there. So say, I'm there on Monday, for example, for um, uh, yeah. a, a doctor for Paul. The other doctors, I phoned up and I said, you never sent me out an appointment for Paul. Okay. And they said, um, oh, uh, you haven't been seen in a year, so you have to go back to your doctor for a referral. Start again. I'm over no. time, Margaret. Final question, given that, and I will come back to this looking at the calls. Um, tomorrow fortnight, a referendum on carers. Have, has anyone knocked on your door, any politician? No, they okay. haven't. But I okay, okay, okay. Okay, okay. Well, then there's an, another side to that as well. Okay, and read the leaflet that's gone into every house that gives both sides. Thanks indeed, uh, Margaret. Uh, today's uh, sound, Lee Me and TY students, Emily Griffin. Thanks, Emily, broadcast coordinator, Shane Galvin, producer, Sean O'Gorman. And Ray Darcy is next. 0818 715 815 stays open until 3 15 p.m. or email joe at rte.ie.